Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, January 22nd, and this is for January 22nd through January 28th. Happy Lunar New Year! It is the year of the water rabbit. The last time we had a water rabbit year was 1963. Oh, wow. So it's been a while. Yeah. The rabbit is said to bring luck to finances. Mm. It's a good year for networking and shaking up your social circle. Mm. The rabbit is not unlike the sign of Pisces in the Western Zodiac. So Piscean themes like self-care, trusting your intuition, and peacefulness could also be in the forefront this year. The year of the rabbit starts today, January 22nd, and it will end on February 9th, 2024. And for anyone looking ahead to next year, 2024 will be the year of the wood dragon. Oh. Yeah. And I think a lot of you know this already, but the reason the timing of the Chinese New Year differs from the Western New Year is that they work with a lunar calendar, hence Lunar New Year. They mm. work with the moon. So the first day of the month isn't the first when you go by this calendar. The first day of the month begins with the new moon that month. Oh. So that's why it's not celebrated on the first of a month, like January 1st, for example. And the Lunar New Year is always celebrated on the second new moon after the winter solstice. So the date of the Lunar New Year can range from January 21st all the way to February 20th. Hmm. So uh, today, Sunday, there is a conjunction between Venus and Saturn. They are both at 24 degrees Aquarius. And that can kind of put a damper on our moods. Venus is the planet of beauty and love. It also represents the things in life that come to us with ease. Whereas Saturn doesn't really give us much of anything with ease. Mm. Saturn says you need to work to earn your rewards. Venus likes a good picnic. Saturn likes a good tax return. <laughs> if this conjunction is getting you down a little bit today, my suggestion, suggestion is to try to accomplish little tasks. That usually appeases a Saturn transit. Saturn wants us to be productive, and it doesn't necessarily need to be these monumental accomplishments. But on a day like today, just tidying up around your home can definitely help crossing things off your to-do list. Just something that can give you that sense of achievement and sense of accomplishment. Saturn also wants us to learn lessons. So I'd say also stay open to asking yourself, what can I learn from this? Or how can I grow from this if you are dealing with a situation that's a little bit or a lot bit uncomfortable today? And because Venus rules relationships with this particular Saturn conjunction, it can put a strain on relationships. Or you or your partner could just have a case of the blahs. The blahs. It feels Even like that. Blahs? I was talking to Laura, and we were talking about how today felt very blah. Yeah, yeah. Saturn, <laughs> so, okay, Saturn influence for sure. Okay, that explains it, yeah. yeah. And it is something that will pass. You know, this influence will definitely lessen by Monday. Good. But it doesn't necessarily need to be that every person who's in a relationship is going to be moody today, especially if you're in a solid relationship, you'll be just fine in the long run. But this isn't the most touchy-feely, lovey-dovey transit either. And you might find in general that maybe you want some space or you want some time to yourself. And according to astrologyking.com, the weekend... The weekend was born with Venus conjunct Saturn, 
And so was James Spader. Mr. Robert California himself was also born with Venus conjunct Saturn. Wow. Yeah, so that's one big influence today, the Saturn-Venus conjunction that's bringing kind of a serious tone to things and possibly to our relationships, possibly to our finances as well. Another big event today is Uranus is going direct. It went direct today, just about an hour and a half ago. Mm. And with Uranus ending its retrograde period, we will not have any retrograde planets for almost three months. All right. Yay. Yay. Celebrate. (laughs) And Uranus represents how we express our individuality. It had been retrograde since August. And because it's an outer planet, it's not a retrograde phase we necessarily really feel all that much. But on a day like today, where it's turning direct, we might feel an extra burst of rebelliousness or a strong need to express ourselves. Or we might see a breakthrough in some part of our life that had been stagnant. And surprises as well. Uranus is all about surprises, things crashing into our lives, wild ideas that come from God knows where, but innovative thinking, you know, breathing new life into things. Uranus is Aquarius's ruling planet, so whenever you think about Uranus, think about Aquarius energy as well. Mm, Yeah, but Uranus is direct now, and the next time we'll have a retrograde planet will be on April 21st, when Mercury will retrograde in the sign of Taurus. Okay. But for the next few months, there will be no retrograde planets, so it's all systems go as far as the planets are concerned. So go out there and buy a bunch of electronics, make (laughs) big purchases, massive purchases, start your business, sign as many contracts as you possibly can, because what could possibly go wrong? So we've got until April 21st, no retrogrades, correct? That's right. All right. Three months. Three months to play with. And, you know, as always, whatever the planets are doing is only one influence in our lives. Mm -hmm. There are countless other influences that also come into play. Mm -hmm. But astrologically speaking, we have entered that go-for-it realm. So just go out there and make your dreams come true. Cool. No big deal. Okay. We've entered Aquarius season. The sun went into Aquarius this past Friday, January 20th. And the sun will remain in Aquarius until February 18th. And we just had a new moon in Aquarius as well. The new moon was exact yesterday, Saturday the 21st. So we're putting Capricorn season in our rear view mirror. And now we're working with Aquarian energy. And this Aquarius new moon is asking us, what do you want out of life? What would you like to do? And what would you like to do if I were to tell you that anything is possible and that there are no limits? If you can imagine it, you can do it. Capricorn tends to work with what we know. It tends to work within the boundaries of what has already been established. And Capricorn can be quite ambitious and determined, but it also has a very grounded approach to things. And it can also represent bureaucracy and law and order. Whereas Aquarius is the big kahuna of air signs. And air signs are all about the intellect, all about ideas, all about the mind. And the mind is boundless, and Aquarius loves that. Aquarius loves to push the limits and explore and challenge the status quo. And Aquarius does have a reputation for being rebellious. But at the same time, I don't think that rebelliousness, that particular rebelliousness, is always intentional. I think Aquarian energy is just very focused on being its most authentic self, and it doesn't really care what other people think about it. It's going to do what it wants, and it's going to be what it wants. Mm. And you know who I think is most happy that we have uh, entered Aquarius season, Elmi? Who is most happy? Mars. Okay. Yeah, the planet Mars. Okay. Mars is doing cartwheels. Okay. Mars in Gemini has not had a buddy since Libra season. 
uh, which was about three months ago. Yeah. Because uh, since Libra season, we've had Scorpio season, Sag season, Capricorn season. And Gemini does not pair well with Scorpio. It opposes Sagittarius. And Capricorn is way too restrictive for Gemini's tastes. But now it's Aquarius season. And Mars is no longer retrograde. Mm. And when Mars and the Sun team up, it can bring some really fast-moving energy, very progressive energy, very quick energy. I mean, stuff is moving now. And as far as ideas go, Aquarius and Gemini are both up for pretty much anything. Mm. And Mars and the Sun are moving towards a trine. And again, a trine is when two planets are 120 degrees apart. And that's considered to be a very harmonious aspect. Okay. And that trine will be exact a week from now. It'll be exact next Sunday, January 29th. Sounds good. So the sun is our ego. It's our conscious awareness. It asks us, what do we want? What do we want to do? Mars is all about, well, how do we go about getting what we want? Mars is our actions. It's how we move through the world. And the sun and Mars are going to be working together in harmony for the first time in a long time. Mm. So this has the potential to be a very productive week, a very fast-paced week, too. Both Aquarius and Gemini, they both have the need for speed. Mm. Okay. All right, so that's kind of what's going on at the moment. You know, I mentioned at the top that Almy is a Scorpio, and she's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. And Almy, this week I have a question for you, and then I'd like to play a little trivia game with you called Aquarius or Not an Aquarius. Oh. Yeah, where I'll give you a celebrity name, and you just tell me whether they're an Aquarius or not an Aquarius. <laughs> okay. That's about it. But, cool. but first the question. And, you know, it's, it's award season now for, for films, for movies. Mm-hmm. We're getting into that time of year. And just out of curiosity... I know that you and I have not seen every single movie that came out in 2022, but we saw a few. And of those that we saw, do you have a favorite film from 2022? I am struggling to remember which films from 2022 I've seen, but I do remember two that really stuck out to me that I enjoyed. And I would say those two were are The Menu and The Banshees of Inisherin. I would highly recommend those two films because I enjoyed them. Yeah, they were both entertaining, uh, both dark, you know. I, yes. I guess maybe that would, would appeal to one's Scorpio sensibilities. Yes. Uh, neither film took any prisoners, so to speak. It went to those places. Right. The funniest is that at the Golden Globes, The Banshees of Inna Sharon was nominated under Best Comedy. <laughs> and a... what's weird about that film is that I was laughing out loud. The yeah. f- The first half, more than the first half, I would say, of the film is very funny. But those last 20 minutes are dark. Mm-hmm. And by the time of the film ends, I was really no longer thinking of it as a comedy. If you were to ask me, like, hey, I want to watch a funny movie, what would you recommend? I would not say, oh, check out the Banshees of Inna Sharon. I would say Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. But it, it is funny. It's just, it gets very dark. And you really, you have to be in the right mood for it. The menu is dark the whole way through, but it's also satire. It's not the kind of darkness where I personally didn't feel for any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they were real. And I think that's part of it. I think it's a, a satirical look at the um, food snob world, at the culinary world. And it wasn't the kind of film that really made me, you know, sad or really made me think in terms of uh, of those places, despite the fact that it is dark. But it's the kind of, it's it's a dark comedy, I would say, all the way through. There wasn't really any part of the menu where I felt 
like actual concern or care for the characters, which didn't mean that it wasn't a good script or that it wasn't well acted. I just think it's a very different film. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, it was um, dark for sure. It was. I liked it. I. You know, about the menu or the, the menu? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, the menu. Um, like you said, yeah, the characters are so characteristic. It's obvious that, like, you know, you can't take it too seriously. It's, yes. it's a very stylized thing. And because you don't feel sympathy for the characters, the movie can kind of go to whatever dark places it wants to go to. Yes. But I thought, yeah, Ray Fiennes was great as always. And he was great. He really was. Yeah, he's reminded me of a little bit of like a Hannibal Lecter kind of character. Yes. Like Anthony Hopkins. And uh, I thought they did a great job. I was a little fuzzy on the ending. Yes. And I'm not a film critic, so, you know, you can do whatever you want with your movie. And I'm sure it made sense. But um, that was the only thing I didn't quite... The ending, I was like, ah, I wish they would have had a little something different. But I'm not being critical, because so I would love to work with the director someday. Yes, <laughs> the script was brilliant. It was, I believe, by writer or writers who wrote and or directed Succession, a few episodes of those. Okay, okay, yeah. And I believe they were involved in some of the Onions productions. So there really is that edge to it. Yeah. And speaking of endings, endings, I thought the Banshees of Inna Sharon totally nailed the ending, as mm-hmm. sad and dark as it was. Yeah. And it, even though it is a very sad ending, I, I, it's one of those movies where looking back, you're like, yeah, there's no other way this movie could have ended. Yeah. Um, whereas with the menu, I do think they could have gone a few different ways with that one. And yeah, those are the films that I liked. I can't even really remember what else we saw this year. From We saw Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh what else everything everywhere all at once oh yeah yeah people yeah. like that one i'm gonna i i think that's one of those movies like i saw it once and i'm good for life mm-hmm. yeah no it was entertaining it was good i don't know if i'll see it again but it was it was really good and you know speaking of that i if you don't mind i'd love Please. to transition to the aquarius or not an aquarius portion of the it was show. a very aquarius movie that everything everywhere all at once is that where you're going with us yeah well actually uh, michelle yo she's oh, actually on this list amazing so the game again is I'm going to give you a name. You tell me if they're an Aquarius or not an Aquarius. That's it. So <laughs> Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is she an Aquarius? No. You're right. She's actually a Leo. She was born yeah. August 6th. Oh, I totally see that. Yeah. How about The weekend? I was just talking about him earlier. Is Uh-oh. he an Aquarius or not an Aquarius? I would say yes. He is. He was yeah. born February 16th. Okay. I also mentioned James Spader earlier. Is James yes. Spader an Aquarius? No. He is. He oh, is okay. an Aquarius. He was born February 7th. I guess he must be, since we mentioned him earlier about the, uh, what was the context? Well, he was born with the uh, Saturn-Venus conjunction, that but, but I didn't specify you know, what, what signs those were in. Got it. Uh, how about Lady Gaga? No. No, she seems like she would be an Aquarius, but she's actually in Aries. Yes. How about Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine? Aquarius or not an Aquarius? Oh, my gosh. Um, sure, yes. He is. He actually yeah. has a birthday coming up. Uh, president Zelensky's birthday is January 25th. I oh. believe that's this Wednesday. That is coming up. And last but not least, she has a new song you've been singing quite a bit. Miley, <laughs> Miley Cyrus, is she a uh, Aquarius or not an Aquarius? Oh, I, I could see her being one. I don't think she is, but... 
I could also see it. All right, maybe I should just say yes. I don't know. She's not. Yeah, that's what I said. Her sign sounds like Aquarius. She's a Sagittarius. That's it. She that's born... what I. And I see more of that too. Yeah, she was born November twenty third. So that concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. Thank you, Almy, and thanks for playing Aquarius or non Aquarius. <laughs> you did very very well. We'll take a quick peek at this upcoming week now. Let's do it. So this Monday, that would be January 23rd, the moon will be in Pisces. So our Monday could potentially get off to a bit of a groggy start. The moon is also going to form a square with Mars around midnight Monday Pacific time. So when Mars and and the moon form a square, that's just kind of, everything's kind of at odds. It's There could be a decent amount of confusion. You know, they say in general, Monday is not the best day to make concrete plans anyway. Monday is ruled by the moon, moon day, Monday. Mm. So they say in general, you know, unless you want to go the other way with it, if you want to make plans that you hope will fall through, <laughs> then you make those plans on Monday because there's a chance it's going to shift. But um, Monday might just be a day where you just kind of have to, get through it you know but there could be a lot of things changing the information we're working with on monday might be a little fuzzy we might be feeling a little tired but might be feeling a little dreamy want to play hooky from life a little bit too that kind of stuff but um tuesday now tuesday is interesting mars is finally going to leave the eighth degree of gemini and i've mentioned that a couple times in, in recent episodes that mars even though it stopped being retrograde and it went direct. It was still stuck at the eighth degree of Gemini. It was just kind of hanging there. It wasn't mm. moving forward, so to speak. So Tuesday is the big day that Gemini will finally move to the ninth degree. Uh, I'm sorry, that Mars will finally move to the ninth degree of Gemini. And we could see even further movement with stuff in our lives that might have been kind of stifled. Oh. Um, because, yeah, Mars has been stuck at eight degrees Gemini since January 2nd. And again, that's notable because Mars usually moves about a half a degree per day. Oh. So in this time, it should have moved about 11 degrees. But because yes. of this retrograde phase it's coming out of, it didn't move any degrees in those days. So now it's finally inching forward again. So that's that's good for everyone. Cool. Also, Tuesday, the sun is forming a very nice sextile with Jupiter. That's going to encourage us to expand, to grow. It's, it's very positive, optimistic energy. It's, it's, it's a very happy-looking day on Tuesday. I hope that pans out because the Pisces moon is looking happy on Tuesday as well. Wednesday, the moon will be in Aries. And this Aries moon could really fire up that Mars-Sun trine I've been talking about. Mm. Uh, you know, when you add uh, the air signs of Gemini and Aquarius and you add that air energy to kind of fan the flames of Aries. Uh, Wednesday could also be a, just a very upbeat, uh, empowering day where you feel like you can kind of do anything. Mm. Thursday, Venus changes signs. Venus will leave Aquarius and it'll enter Pisces. I always tell people the day that Venus changes signs, people can be a little bit edgy or you might be feeling a little bit edgy. So watch out for that. But Venus is actually exalted in Pisces. And they say that Venus is exalted in Pisces because it sort of uh, represents the traits of Venus. Even though Venus's home signs are Taurus and Libra, they say when Venus is in Pisces, Pisces kind of gets Venus energy as well. Mm. It just it exudes kind of that easygoing flow, uh, just kind of accepting everyone, accepting things as is, uh, being creative, being artistic, that kind of stuff. So Venus in Pisces is actually a very strong position for Venus. And Venus will remain in Pisces until February 19th. And mm. with Venus going into Pisces, that's great for water signs. If you are a water sign, if you're cool. especially if you're a Pisces, or, <laughs> um, or if you have Venus in Pisces, it's great. 
Uh, Virgos, not so much. Uh, obviously, Venus and Pisces, Virgos is Virgo is the opposite. Aquarius season in general can be tricky for Virgos. Mm-hmm. You know, as Virgo wants to, you know, organize things, categorize things, and once we get into Aquarius season, man, there are just no rules. You, you just can't. You know, it's like you're trying to like throw a lasso around the Pacific Ocean. It's just not going to happen. So hang in there, Virgos. Um, and and then on Friday, finally, we kind of have some crankier energy. Mercury will be squ- uh, squaring Chiron. The moon's also going to square Pluto, which, you know, suggests power struggles. Mm. Um, and then the moon's going to enter Taurus around 3.45 p.m. on Friday. And the Taurus moon will do its best to kind of ground the energy. If by chance earlier in the week things were happening kind of quickly around you, the Taurus moon likes to come in, slow things down, says, hey, let's just enjoy life. Let's have a nice meal. Let's take our time. You know, we don't have to rush through things. And and the Taurus moon is also going to form a nice sextile with Venus on Friday. So we got that to look forward to. Um, what else I got here? I'm going to skip that. But after um, the, the, the Taurus moon is going to square the sun on Saturday morning. So Saturday could kind of get off to a slow start. Um, but after that, the, later Saturday, there's going to be a nice trine with Mercury, and then we'll, it'll form a conjunction with Uranus. And the moon forming a conjunction with Uranus Saturday evening could make for a very eventful Saturday night. So uh, next Saturday, don't plan on sleeping. You know, you, either <laughs> you might be in a party mood or you might just be feeling really restless in general. Then the 29th, as I mentioned, there's that trine between the sun and Mars. That's exact on Sunday the 29th. So anyway, right. the, the least you need to know is that we are in Aquarius season now. So no idea is too outlandish. Mm. No fashion choice is too bizarre. Mm. Embrace absurdity because you're going to be challenged. If you don't believe that life can be absurd, Aquarius season will always challenge (laughs) that. Uh, Go out there and be daring. Be socially conscious as well. Aquarian energy loves people who think outside of themselves and who want to make the world a better place. Anytime we're working with Aquarian energy, the focus is going to be on the group. But at the same time, it's okay to be eccentric, take some chances, get out of your comfort zone, and be open to different ways of doing things. Do all that, you could get a lot out of Aquarius season and expect the unexpected too. And also remind yourself to rest periodically. Our minds can be stuck in the on position during Aquarius season. There can be so much mental energy. So make time for yourself when you can and unplug when you can because these next four weeks will not be boring. And if your 2023 has gotten off to a slow start, it might feel like you're in hyperdrive now. Mm. So buckle up and I'm going to stop talking now. And uh, thank you as always for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. And I believe Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. Let's take a few deep breaths. Get yourself in a comfortable position. You can sit down or you can lie down. Let your shoulders drop. Let your jaw drop. Release tension in your forehead. Anywhere you're holding tension, you can let that go now. And if you would like to close your eyes, you can do so now. And let's take a nice, slow, deep breath in. And out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. And deep breath out. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. 
If you would like to follow us, we are on Instagram at Something About Astrology, and we are on TikTok at Something About Astrology underscore. We hope you have a great week ahead, and we will talk to you again soon.